Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has available info at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the BetOnline website today, and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the California Sports Lawyer podcast, where we talk about uh, all topics, entertainment, media, and sports law. And uh, welcome in. This is episode 46 on season five. And appreciate you making us number one sports law podcast in the world for three years running. We have an interesting episode today. We're talking about the NFL using entertainment and music to add viewership. Now, at first glance, you might be saying, well, Jeremy, that's obvious. Um, that's you know something that the NFL or any sports league might do, and that's true. But I think that as we dive a little bit deeper into this as to why they're doing this, I think it provides a little more context, but I think it's also uh, important as to why the NFL is doing this. And so you know, as a foundation, you have to realize that every sports league is always looking for the next fan, Right. Because you have your existing fans and and your loyalists who will stay by the game regardless, and that might be for the NFL, for for soccer, for baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever the sport is, uh, they're going to stick by that sport. And for other fans, you're going to have a specific team that you're going to watch and that you're going to care about. And of course, as the generations change, right? You might have you know one generation that has an appreciation for baseball. You have another generation that has an appreciation for football. And what the trend has shown, at least for the last 10 years or so, is that the younger fans, the newer generation of fans, are not really fans, meaning that uh, it is a group that is hard to obtain. And part of this is the fact that the games have been too long. I think that um, the newer generation is more interested in whatever content they might get access to immediately, whether that's on Netflix or any other streamers. They might be more interested in gaming as opposed to, you know, being in a situation where you're, you know, waiting once a week or whatever the schedule is for your specific sport uh, in terms of, uh, you know, watching a match, right? I think that there's more competition now and the attention span has changed. You know, often now uh, when you go to a game, regardless of what game it is or what sport it is, you're going to have people that are going to be playing on their phones the entire time, uh, checking social media, posting, all this. 
And in many ways, it kind of takes away from what's present, you know, what's in front of you. And I've even been, you know, guilty of doing this at games where you're, you know, you're trying to watch the game and, you know, ultimately you're trying to post a picture that you're at the game or you're, um, you know, chatting on your phone or texting or what have you. And this is obviously not the greatest thing, right? You know, ultimately you need to be present and you need to be enjoying the moment. But this is what the NFL and other leagues are dealing with. And it's how do we bring more people into the game? How do we get more eyeballs on our content, right? And of course, the NFL is one of the premier sports leagues in the world. You know, it is um, in terms of teams, team valuations, the NFL has the highest team valuations. Um, I think out of the top 100, um, you know, NFL is, is, is tops, at least for American sports. When you're looking at globally, um, obviously some Premier League soccer teams and some La Liga soccer teams um, are clearly um, up there as well. But the NFL, National Football League, is looking at sort of its next generation of fans. And how can it keep not only its current fans, but also add this next sort of generation and future generations to sort of indulge and consume and love the content both on and off the field? And so in, in that sense, the NFL is no different than any other sports league. It's, you know, engagement is and will continue to be the lifeblood of the NFL. Now, of course, the NFL has some advantages that other sports leagues do not uh, with regard to adding entertainment and music to gain viewers, right? The first thing is that the NFL is uniquely positioned to add entertainment to games uh, at a halftime because, as as you may know, the NFL plays four quarters, and uh, after the first two quarters, there's a halftime, and this is for every game. Obviously, for the Super Bowl, there's a larger halftime, and actually one of the preparation techniques that um, players and coaches will will share is that you know ultimately you need to have a longer halftime break when you're practicing as you lead up to the Super Bowl because the halftime break is longer. Instead of being your normal 15 minutes, it's 30 minutes. And so you have to prepare for that, right? In terms of mentally, physically, that sort of thing. So during the regular season, and particularly uh, this past uh, Thanksgiving, um, there was this sort of halftime show that was added. And for that 15-minute show, it sort of kept people in their seats, kept them excited, and frankly was another reason to attend the game. Now, this is something that uh, the NFL is uniquely positioned to have. Well, of course, in the NBA, you really don't have this, right? You play four quarters. Um, in soccer, you have two halves. Um, but soccer, I think, because the game has been more internationally focused versus American focused, um, it's it's the difference is, is that in America, you have much closer um, to Hollywood in the sense that um, entertainment is very important in the United States. Not that it's not overseas, but ultimately the United States is a purveyor of entertainment, right? Uh, you have a huge industry here. And so there has often been a com combination between entertainment and sports. And this has become even more prevalent over the last 10 years or so. And so there is a difference there. Uh, obviously in Major League Soccer, and with the growth of soccer here, some of that will change. Uh, and of course, as America continues to have its influence across the globe uh, and playing games overseas, that sort of thing, other leagues will learn from this and may indeed add 
um, some local acts or, or uh, gigs or, or um, talent, if you will, that, um, that could help in growing uh, the sport. So, you know, of course, baseball, really not positioned to do this. You play nine innings in baseball unless you go into extra innings when the game is tied. And, you know, you have these quick breaks in between innings, maybe a couple minutes, three minutes tops. And, of course, baseball recently, you know, entered into some new rules where uh, the game is much quicker now, right, because pitchers have less time to throw a pitch and this sort of thing. Um, as I mentioned with basketball, similar in terms of game timing with the four quarters uh, or four periods, if you will. Um, but it's, again, you're not going to have this big halftime, right? I mean, you do have a halftime. And there has been some shows uh, that you see when you go to a basketball game, but I would I would compare basketball to hockey in this sense. Even though hockey is played in uh, three periods and there's two intermissions in between first and second, second and third, but basketball and hockey are generally played in the same arenas, right? Usually, the the, the home team will have, for example, Crypto Arena or Staples Center will have the Lakers and the Kings, right? Um, the ducks will have, um, well, the ducks don't have a basketball team. So that was a bad example. Uh, but, uh, if say, say the Philadelphia flyers, you know, uh, and then, you know, and then you've got, um, um, obviously the 76ers and sometimes they have separate venues. And I think there's been some call to sort of pursue that, to have separate venues, but either way, generally the venues are set up the same you have a smaller capacity compared to an NFL game. And uh, generally they're um, for every basketball and hockey arena, they're, they're inside, which you may think is better for entertainment, but not when you're looking at the spectacle that the NFL is trying to pull off with, you know, um, it's larger attendance, right? So if anything, the NFL sort of not only does the schedule encourage entertainment and music to be added to halftime shows. uh, I think the space does. Larger, there's are just larger stadiums. Just provides for a better spectacle for this. Uh, I think soccer could be a potential for this. Um, you know, depending on sort of how that plays out, and how do you get the, you know, um, a stage onto the field and get it pulled off? I mean, clearly there's some production things that could be learned from the NFL there. But again, this is sort of the the case, right? This is what the NFL uh, is sort of doing and has these advantages. Now, as I mentioned, the NFL experimented with entertainment and music acts during the 2023 Thanksgiving games um, that were on its schedule. And the result was a success. I think people enjoyed it. I think it encouraged viewership. Uh, There was probably even some fans who purchased tickets to the game or attended the game with the purpose of watching the halftime show. Uh, This is in many ways when people talk about the NFL, they'll say, oh, I watched the NFL, there's watched Super Bowl for you know the commercials or i watched the super bowl for the halftime act now that may not be the case for everybody but clearly it adds to something it adds to the viewership it adds to the audience it grows the audience it makes it larger and whether that be on television or streaming um, and of course this clearly helps overseas um, if you're going to have a football game and then all of a sudden you've got a halftime act and maybe that act is you know, for example, if it's in London, maybe it's a London-based artist or or something like that, right? Or a German-based artist when they play in Germany or when they play in Mexico City, you know, it's a uh, a Mexican artist. So 
again, these are just ideas, but this is something that's clearly uh, taking shape. Now, the NFL, in some sense, is taking a page out of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment or WWE um, by booking entertainment to a sporting event. What do I mean by this? Now, WWE has a sport, which is wrestling, and they've added entertainment to it. So it's a little bit different from what the NFL is doing, but I think the concept is the same. The concept being that you're adding entertainment to make it more valuable. You're adding entertainment to make it more enjoyable or consumable, if you will, and making it more consumable to a larger audience. You're keeping people engaged and on the content. You know, when there's a game going on at the at, at an NFL stadium, they want you to be engaged. This is why, you know, when you go to any game, you have, you know, mascots and you have cheerleaders and you have um, scoreboards and you have all these things going on to keep you engaged and the world in some sense can be your oyster in that sense when you're in a, you're in a stadium. And of course the NFL has a tremendous opportunity to book these major talent acts uh, during the halftime shows uh, to keep the audiences, uh, audiences um, engaged and entertained. And of course, also, by the way, this is a great benefit to musicians to promote their music and their careers. So, you know, for example, if you had a, a major artist come in and play, I'm trying to think, for example, if you have George Strait come in and, you know, country, major country artist, you had him come in and to play um, with uh, the um, the Houston Texans or or um, if you had, um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys where you know, sort of country music is uh, is very popular. Maybe have him come in, but maybe you have as the headliner, but then maybe for a song. You have, or a song and a half or two songs, you have maybe a less well-known artist come in before, and then George Strait would come out. So, um, you know, something to um, to sort of think about as you're looking at this. And again, I think the NFL is taking a page out of WWE's book by doing this, by realizing that uh, entertainment is valuable. And uh, it's something that needs to be done beyond, um, obviously, the the field of play. Now, you may be asking yourself, you know, again, why is the NFL, um, you know, sort of doing this? And, you know, I, I think that, again, they're looking for that future fan, but they're also looking for um, a way to have consistent, um, you know, uh, consistent viewership. But I think it's also the sense that they want to add something to the game because the game is not as powerful as it was in the sense that people used to just show up to the game. There was fewer distractions. People enjoyed the game and you didn't really have to entertain them. That was that. When you look at old pitchers, particularly like in baseball games, even in football games, you know, there's no phones, there's no nothing. People are just watching the game and it was an event. They, they would get dressed up. They would go to the game. They would dress nice, all this. So again, it's just a different time, different era. I think we just have more distractions now. And so the NFL is looking for ways to keep folks entertained, keep them engaged on the action, on the field. And I think this is a way to sort of do that, right? This is no different than when you're watching a broadcast and they bring in, you know, advanced statistics or great announcers or engaging announcers. I mean, the NFL tried to do this back in the day, right, with comedian Dennis Miller. And uh, I think it worked for a little bit. And then ultimately they went in a different direction. But these are clearly things that the NFL is trying to do. And of course, when there's 
more distractions, you got to find a way to entertain fans or keep them engaged. And by the way, this isn't just the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, NBA, MLS, they're all doing the same thing. Um, matter of fact, as mentioned earlier, Major League Baseball changed its rules uh, prior to the 2023 season to speed up the game. And I think for the most part, people were receptive of it. People enjoyed it. And you had a situation where now games were being played in under two hours, uh, which was great because I think it sped it up. You weren't staying up late to watch a game, especially if you're on the West Coast, that sort of thing. There is something else that is interesting that I want to highlight. So there's a company called On Location Experiences, and it's owned by Endeavor, the talent agency, the production company, the content company, obviously WME. This is big, big company in terms of entertainment, media, sports. So they own this company, On Location Experiences. This is a company that... Um, by its definition, has over two decades of experience, um, has redefined luxury hospitality, um, offers VIP services uh, in event planning, travel, hospitality, and corporate ticket sales. So what does that mean? Well, the NFL is hired on location experiences. They are an official partner or vendor, if you will, of the NFL. Well, not surprisingly, um, on location experiences owned by Endeavor, uh, which also is the controlling holder in TKO Holdings, which is uh, the corporate sort of infrastructure for WWE and UFC. So my point in bringing this up is that I mentioned earlier that the NFL is sort of trying to use a WWE model of adding entertainment to its content or to its product. And on location experiences, Clearly, this was a strategy to bring these folks in to help plan these sort of halftime events and to um, have the experience be um, feel like a VIP, feel like a concert, sort of add to the proverbial, uh, proverbial um, entertainment and music fireworks of a, of a show, um, you know, of an experience, if you will. And it, it's sort of interesting because I think that you know, NFL clearly has the, the skill set to do this um, and then clearly has the um, the production needs of putting something on like this. And of course, it already has the partner in play that can pull this off. And, uh, you know, of course, you look at stadiums that are being built, particularly for the NFL and, and really all in all sports. Uh, there is this call and move to make stadiums somewhat smaller or more intimate. But in doing so, you're adding more suites, you're adding more VIP things uh, to make it feel more like a music venue. And of course, all these venues, I mean, we're sort of in a renaissance of terrific sports venues, and uh, particularly with regard to experiences and luxury and this sort of thing, maybe not so, so much for traditional values or, um, you know, like when you compare a ballpark to an NFL stadium or you compare... Uh, to a basketball arena, there's obviously some differences there. Ballparks, you know, really pride themselves on um, the sort of layout of the field. Obviously, there's some restrictions there because of the rules, but the layout of the field, uh, where the seats are at, um, you know, the overall fan experience, and of course, most stadiums in Major League Baseball are outside, so you have that additional um, sort of challenge or, I guess, benefit. I guess soccer would be the same way. I think most. Uh, most of the uh, stadiums are outside without a roof and baseball, even if a baseball stadium is 
uh, with a roof, uh, most of them are going to be retractable. Uh, Milwaukee, for example, Houston, uh, that sort of thing. I think the one statement comes to mind that one or I guess it's one. It's really the Tampa Bay Rays because um, even Toronto's is, um, is 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 retractable. So that might be wrong on that, but that's the one that comes to mind. So again, you already have on location experiences that has this ability, and they're already partying with the NFL. So the overall conclusion is that you know ultimately entertainment and music talent have a potential to add more recession proof protection to the NFL. Point being is is that the NFL is looking for more viewers, looking for consistent viewership, and looking for viewers of the future. And I think they believe, when they're probably right, uh, is uh, to use entertainment and music talent to get there. It's just an additional ability to keep people engaged. So um, that's it for this week, folks. Thanks for listening in. Uh, this is the California Sports Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This episode has been brought to you by Bet Online. And uh, again, thank you for making us the number one sports law podcast in the world for three years running. And we will look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much.